Hello, and welcome to my story, Abundant Life, right now. My name is Jana, and I would like to thank all of you who have tuned in today. We pray that you'll continue to join us and invite others to join us for a new episode every week. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire, inform, and uplift all those who choose to tune in. If you haven't already, hit the follow button so that you'll be notified of each week's new broadcast. If you have a share button, please share this with someone else so that they can listen in as well. If you're listening on the Anchor platform, I want to encourage you to leave an audio comment for me by clicking on the plus message icon button on the homepage of our podcast. I look forward to hearing from you soon and plan to put together a montage of these comments for an upcoming milestone episode. Usually, each podcast episode is based on one word, and each episode includes various and separate segments that spring from my personal experiences with life after my diagnosis, and we hope that anyone facing any type of challenge will hear something during this podcast that will inform and inspire them. This week's focus is on the word faithful, and our format consists of two segments presented in the following order, words of inspiration and navigating your medical journey slash fun facts. We hope you'll enjoy this episode. And now, words of inspiration. of inspiration. As I use quite a bit of scripture in these podcast episodes, I wanted to note that unless I identify and credit a different translation, all scripture quoted or referenced are from the King James Version of the Bible. Many years of serving and living for Christ has taught me a very important life lesson. That lesson is that trusting God is not a risk. It is in fact one of the certainties of a Christ-centered life. By this, I mean that trusting God ensures that all of your needs will be met and that every battle we face has already been won by Jesus Christ himself. That's not to say that we won't face difficulties or sadness in life, but it does mean that through faith we are guaranteed to overcome whatever comes our way. We've entered the Christmas holiday season, often referred to as the season of comfort and joy. We can find comfort in the fact that we serve and put our trust in God, who is faithful. Deuteronomy 7, 9 reads, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. We've discussed the faithfulness of God in a past episode, but enough cannot be said about it. The faithfulness of God manifests itself in many different ways, in many different circumstances, so one can never exhaust description or definition of his existence and its reach. The faithfulness of God cannot be contained or restrained. In fact, it extends to all those who believe in and follow Christ. The faithfulness of God is expansive and cannot be measured. Psalm 36.5 says, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. The scriptures say, God is faithful 
because that is one of his many characteristics. And it refers to this word in its truest meaning, in which form it can only refer to God, because unlike man, God has the truest and purest of intentions. No sinister motives, no lapses in judgment, makes no ill-advised decisions or choices, and therefore he is the only entity that can be truly faithful because he is the one who is faultless in his devotion and trustworthiness. Unlike anyone else in our lives, we can completely trust in and depend on God. It is for this reason that we find our hope in God, because his faithfulness keeps us from destruction. Lamentations 3 verses 21 through 24 reminds us of this as it reads, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. In this life, we do face challenges, challenges and we suffer, but we suffer with hope that all will work for the good to them who are the called according to his purpose. We talk to God and trust him to deliver us every time, as did the psalmist who wrote chapter 143 verse 1, which reads, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications, in thy faithfulness answer me and in thy righteousness each test takes you to another level of growth and victory and then on to another level of testing for the believer of god i'm going to be totally honest with you and say things will get rough sometimes but i can also assure you as paul told the church at thessalonica in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. It's no mistake that the word faithful is an adjective because it speaks to or describes the integrity of God's nature and his intentions toward us. He is consistently actively remaining firm in adherence to the truth. According to the King James Version Dictionary, he operates in true fidelity and loyalty, and not just to us, but according to Psalm 119 and verse 90, thy faithfulness is unto all generations, thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. And we see the difference in the word faithful as relates to God and as refers to man. God is faithful. That is who he is. As Jesus, he was faithfulness personified. As God, he is faithful, and faithful is he. Just as he is Alpha and Omega, just as he is the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, he is faithful, and faithful is he. It is his identity. As man, we can strive to be faithful, praying and fasting, dying daily to our flesh, so that we can embody that faithfulness in the spirit, 
attaining to that characteristic of God as he takes and carries us through a series of tests that one by one removes impediments towards achieving a faithful lifestyle in Jesus. So while faithful, <clears throat> excuse me, so while faithful is an adjective describing God, it is a verb describing the actions we take daily toward achieving true trustfulness and true fidelity. Because faithful is who he is. Faithful is who God is. But it is what we strive to be so that we can favor our Father in his faithfulness. It becomes an action for us, being faithful. But for God, it is who he is. As we read throughout God's word, God has expectations of his believers or you know, from his believers as pertains to faith and being faithful. And therefore, we have to aspire to operate in faith because if we do not, we cannot please him. Hebrews 11.6 tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And for those who remain faithful, believing that he will come through for you every time, trusting that he has ordered your steps, Psalm 31.23 says, He will preserve you. It specifically says that he will preserve the faithful. God demonstrates his faithfulness to us daily. Just this week, God was faithful to me yet again through several different situations from which I had no solutions or way out. And in some cases, I consulted those who should have been able to help me, but weren't able to. After dealing with them for a while, God instructed me to move on and to trust Him to give me the answers that I needed. Because He is faithful, He not only gave me solutions, but He was not only uh, was the solution proof of His faithfulness, but going through the process without frustration, fear of hopelessness, it was a testament to his faithfulness in preserving my mind, my patience, and my strength. How else does God show us his faithfulness? In 1 Corinthians 10.13, we are assured that no temptation, that being anything that might turn us away from God, has the power to overtake us, but that through the faithfulness of God, we are given a way of escape from every temptation. For as we read in 1 Corinthians 10.13, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will, but with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. God is also faithful to forgive us our sins. If we fulfill an act of obedience, humility, repentance and faith. First John 1 John 1.9 tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acting in faith not only gives us a sure foundation on which to walk confidently through this life, 
no matter what it throws at us. But actively walking in faith also yields healing, deliverance, miracles of all kinds. Remember how old Sarah and Abraham were when they were promised a generation? Hebrews 11 verse 11 shows us this miracle. But it also shows the importance of trusting God with everything you've got. There are no small and big things when it comes to God. He's concerned about everything that concerns you. All you've got to do is have faith. Hebrews 11 and 11 shows us a miracle that happened to Sarah against all human odds when it reads, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. She was able to activate her faith because she knew that God who had made her the promise was faithful to keep that promise. It might have taken her a minute to get there but she knew that God was faithful and would keep his word. I know things get difficult sometimes. We can't explain it. We don't understand it. And we sure don't see a way out of it at times. This is the perfect setting for God to demonstrate how faithful he is though. Everything you need in life has already been procured before the foundation of the world. And every battle has already been fought. We can depend on God. He will never let us down, never forsake us. If we remain faithful, trusting God, being obedient to His will, no matter how things look, we will reap the ultimate reward. Revelation 2.10 says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. It is possible for us to be faithful, or as the King James Version Dictionary says, to be full of faith and trustful, that being able to trust without doubt or faltering. But to do so, we must be able to declare, as in Isaiah 25, 1, O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. In the Amplified Bible, it reads, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise and give thanks to you. For you have done miraculous things. Plans formed long, long ago, fulfilled with perfect faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 1 and 9 says, God is faithful, by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, here is our declaration today. We, your people, will be faithful for you, our God, because you are faithful, and faithful is you. Navigating your medical journey and fun facts. Disclaimer, 
I am not a physician and haven't consulted a physician for this segment or any segment of this podcast. What I share with you comes from things I've learned and read about or things I've tried in my personal experience on my medical journey. This section does include expert information from the icecreamhistory.com. Tuesday, December 14th is a, day, is a day near and dear to my heart. It is National Ice Cream Day. Just to name a few of the facts about ice cream, I want to start with the one thing that everybody knows about if they've ever eaten ice cream or a popsicle or something frozen. And it's called brain freeze. Did you know that brain freeze is the effect triggered when cold ice touches the roof of your mouth, which causes blood vessels in the head to dilate? That's what brain freeze is all about. It's a real thing. Be careful when you're eating those cold items. Industrial production of ice cream began in 1851 in Boston in the United States. That's when it began in the United States. Uh, The largest worldwide consumption of ice cream is in the United States. And uh, there, one average person consumes 48 pints of ice cream per year. This is the average person. Consumes 48 pints of ice cream per year. One of the most unusual ice cream flavors, and brace yourself, it is a hot dog flavored ice cream and it was created in Arizona. Hot dog flavor. Uh, the United States produces uh, most ice, the most ice cream in the world. And California is the largest producer of ice cream in the United States. During 2003 alone, they made 121 million gallons of this cold treat. That's California. Uh, Before milk-based ice creams were introduced in the 10th century, did you know that this summer treat was actually made from ice? 90% of American households eat ice cream, and the most profitable day for ice cream sellers to sell ice cream is almost always on Sunday. That's when they sell the most of their ice cream. And now that we've looked at some fun and interesting facts about ice cream, let's look at some of the facts about ice cream that can affect our health. The most popular flavor of ice cream is vanilla. No surprise there, right? After that comes chocolate and strawberries and then cookies and cream and so on. But we have to remember that with certain flavors come certain dyes. And some dyes you can be allergic to. And that allergic reaction can come in a lot of different forms. Some people break out. Some people have difficulty breathing. Uh, Some people get stomach irritations. So it's important to remember that when you eat items, including ice cream, that are flavored, that you have to be careful of the dye and the effect that it can have on your body. The most favorite ice cream topping is chocolate syrup. Did you know that regular milk chocolate is not really good for you, but that dark chocolate is, and it has uh, good effects on your heart, dark chocolate? So consider switching it up and using a different type of chocolate 
uh, when you use it and then consider the amount that you use. One cone of ice cream can be finished off in 50 licks. Did you know that fun fact? It takes 12 gallons of milk to create one gallon of ice cream. 12 gallons of milk to create one gallon of ice cream. That's a lot of milk. And milk has a lot of sugar and fat in it. There is 273 calories in one cup of ice cream. And that's vanilla ice cream. 273 calories in one cup of vanilla ice cream. Now consider the different flavors that are out now that have nuts and fruits and all kinds of things in it. Be careful with the calorie counting as far as ice cream is concerned. So what are healthier alternatives that will help you uh, with eating ice cream if that's something that you really like and you don't want to stop eating it? By all means, you shouldn't stop eating it. But just remember uh, the different things that will help you to eat it in a healthier way. Watch out for salt and sugar content in ice cream. Ice cream does have a lot of sugar and certainly it has the salt as well. And while many don't consider this having that way, ice cream can compromise your body's cholesterol count because it has a fair amount of fat. And you, you may consider using low fat, no fault, uh, not no fault, <laughs> it's got some faults, no, no fat, uh, low fat or low sugar or no sugar. But the best way to address this is not to, mm, not to deprive yourself altogether, but to lessen the number of times you indulge in eating the ice cream. And also to watch your portions when you eat it. You can pretty much eat anything, but the difference is in how the food is prepared and how much of it you eat. So watch how you prepare it, what you add to it. That's why it's best to cook at home because you can control how much salt and sugar and everything that you put into your food. So you have to watch that. And then it's important that you watch how much of it you eat. Now, if you're lactose intolerant or trying to be vegan, you may have to consider other options like ice cream made of uh, coconut milk, uh, or, uh, ice, ice milk. Uh, and sometimes uh, you have to find these other alternatives so that you have an ice cream treat uh, or a dairy treat, frozen treat, that doesn't have the eggs or the milk, especially if you're vegan. Consider the uh, non-dairy choices that are available to you, not only in the supermarket, but also in a lot of the ice cream shops now. And I think of Ben and Jerry's who has a whole line of non-dairy frozen treats is what they call them, um, that, what, that is not ice cream. So go ahead and have your ice cream treat, but now you know you can do it if you have made careful decisions of which one you're going to eat, how much you're going to eat, and how often you're going to eat it. Thank you for tuning in. Please join us again for our next episode. 
Tell your friends about this podcast and share it with them so that they can become a part of the Abundant Life Right Now family. Let's not forget to walk in faith, moving out of God's way so that the one who is faithful can lead our way. Let us believe that he guides our footsteps. His faithfulness will lead us around sinkholes onto stable ground and around puddles keeping us on dry land. And the longer we live in faith, the stronger we will get in God. If you have a weak moment, ask forgiveness and Jesus will be faithful and just to forgive you. Whatever you do, don't forget that you can find comfort in the fact that the God you serve is faithful and faithful is he. Don't forget, I'd love to hear from you, so press the plus message icon to leave your audio comment and feedback. So until next week, I pray that God continue to bless you to live abundant life right now. Be blessed.